one. Boom! Boom what there it is. All right, I lied. I got another show today, and we're going to be talking to the king of debt. What? King of debt? What are you talking about? Let's find out. Shut up and sit down. The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of Business Bros. Yeah, it's time for that. For that. By the way, it's a beautiful day in San Diego, so it's time to it drop is. that San Diego heat. Yeah, all right, all you business pros out there. Before we jump into the show, just a quick reminder to please subscribe on whichever platform it is that you're catching us on today. Give us a like, give us a follow, subscribe, and drop a review. Help other like-minded business owners find value from our awesome guests while we rise up in the podcast rankings. We will sincerely appreciate it. And if you want to be a guest on the show, we'd love to have you on and learn from you as well. Go to www.businessbros.biz slash podcast guest to schedule your time slot. And don't forget to follow us on all our social media medias at business bros pod all right ladies and gentlemen we're so excited and super honored to bring another incredible guest to the business bros pod at just 27 years old our guest today has hit milestones that many of us are still chasing this impressive young business owner has learned how to leverage his business credit to build multiple six-figure companies and travel full-time he's joining us today out of cabo san lucas by the way now he's teaching his niche technique and helping others to do the same if you are interested in acquiring funds to scale your business and you don't want to go to private investors, you will not want to miss today's episode. Our guest is teaching people how to get 0% loans for tens, sometimes even hundreds of thousands of dollars, which can be used to market, scale, and grow your business. Tune in to learn from the expert or the king of debt in obtaining business credit at rates you would never even think were possible. Joining us today from the Foundational Finances, welcome to the show, Jack McCall! I feel like that's just Woo. a theme right now that's going on in your life. You're you're in Cabo San Lucas taking time off of the party scene to come talk to us. Exactly. <laughs> Welcome to the program, man. What is up, guys? Yo, first of all, that intro was so hype. I was watching that. I'm like, holy cow, I'm on this show right now. I'm so happy <laughs> to be here, guys. Well, we're, we're happy to have you on, man. man. Exactly, exactly. All right, I'm going to start off with this. Uh, I ask uh, a, a lot of entrepreneurs, and I want you to get in the nitty-gritty because most entrepreneurs that are at a level that you're at uh, have a, a very cop-out answer, but I want to see how you respond. What is your definition of success? How do you, in your own life, define success? Doing what you want, when you want, with who you want. Yep. See, I knew everybody's going to, everybody goes to that answer, but I want to know specifically in your life, what does that look like for you? I mean, it's spending a lot of time with my family and people that I have the deepest relationships with in exotic destinations. Like Cabo San Lucas. Like I was Lucas. And also, you know, I think, you know, giving back as much as possible, creating a positive change um, with people that are less fortunate. You know, that's, I think, a massive part of being successful is giving back and helping people that are, you know, essentially, you know, still working their way up, you know, giving them as much help as possible um, as well. 
I love that. I love that. All right, let's let's dive into the King of Debt, the material we're here to all talk about, right? And I'm gonna I'm gonna start off with going with with the premise here. Uh, what we're gonna discuss, ladies and gents, has to do more with business versus personal, okay? Because you know I, I can already hear the people that I've talked to, uh, people who are going through their life, and they're like, Dave Ramsey says debt is bad. All debt is bad. Robert Kiyosaki talks about good debt and bad debt. You know, bad debt is bad. So I want to premise this with first talking about how we're using debt as a business asset, not as a personal piggy bank. So uh, tell me a little bit, Mr. King of Debt, uh, what's going on with with why why use debt? What kind of tool is it? Yeah, 100%. I think there's such a massive difference in good debt versus bad debt. So if you're using debt into things that are going to generate you cash flow and appreciate, that is good debt. But if you're using debt into things that depreciate or don't make you any money at all, that's bad debt. So we only teach on how to use debt into things that cash flow and appreciate, which will make you more money. And as you said, you know, there's a big difference between your personal credit and business credit. And it takes quite a bit of time to build that personal credit to allow you to get to the business credit side. But if you do it correctly, as you said in the intro, you can get hundreds of thousands of dollars at 0% interest. And just in the last year, I've been approved for over $300,000 in credit limits that I can use to scale multiple different companies at the same time. So quite a bit of cards in just a very short period of time. And so I'm here with you guys to try to share share as much free value as possible, so people can walk away from this podcast, which has, which has as many you know tangible things to take away and start building today. All right, let's start let's start off at the very very beginning, right? Let's say I'm talking to a young 17, 18, 19, 20 year old kid, right, getting started. The first thing they're always told is you gotta build your credit, right? You gotta build your credit. Where should they start? By getting a credit card. So if you don't have any credit whatsoever, I think the best first thing you can do is to get added as an authorized user to someone else's card. Maybe it's a family member, maybe it's you know a parent, you know, get added onto their card as an authorized user. And what this does, it adds that credit history from that credit card account onto your personal credit file. And it doesn't give any risk whatsoever to the cardholder. It only helps you out because it adopts that strength. So that's the first step. Once you have a little bit on your credit file, then it's going to be applying for cards. And if you're brand new, you want to start with the more elementary cards like the Chase Freedom Unlimited, uh, the Discover student card, for example, start low tier. And then every two to three months, apply for another personal card. But don't go faster than that. So so when, when you're talking about applying for cards and not going too fast, what are we talking about here? We're talking like one card every couple months. We're talking about two cards every couple months. What about increasing my limit? What about using them in particular? Yeah, good, great question. So um, you're not going to want to do more than one personal card every two months. You want to do three months just to be safe. Um, but in terms of the utilization, so utilization is the amount of debt that you're using on that card. And so the main reason why you want to get to the business credit side as soon as possible, and when I say business credit, I just mean business credit cards, but the business credit cards, they don't report to your personal credit. So you can actually use that money on the business credit cards and it won't, it won't report the utilization and won't negatively affect your score. So utilization is a massive portion of your credit score. So when you have high utilization, it negatively affects your score, but only on the personal side. So when you get the business cards, you can borrow tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars, use that money, and it won't affect your score whatsoever. 
All right, let's let's start to pivot here into that whole business side. Now, my understanding on this, when you're talking about separating between personal and business, is always to use an entity of some sort, right? Whether it's going to be an LLC, an S Corp, C Corp, whatever, general partnership, I don't care what it is, whatever entity. Now, when you're talking about moving into that business credit, can you explain what you mean by moving your personal stuff into your business stuff? Yes. Okay. So when you when you have an entity, first of all, you're going to want to use an entity that has the most amount of age and revenue on it because that type of entity is going to get approved for more credit. And when you apply for a business credit card, some of the only things that they're looking at is one, what's the business type? Is it high risk? Is it low risk? Um, how much is the estimated revenue? What's the current revenue? What's your relationship with that bank already? And what does your personal credit file look like? So that's why it's so important to build that personal credit and also build relationships with the banks that have the best business credit cards. Because if you have a good relationship with those banks, when you apply for the business credit cards, they're going to give you so much more money because they trust you. And so things like opening up different bank accounts, like a business checking, opening up personal credit cards, having more money in those accounts for a longer period of time, that's going to build trust with these lenders. So that, that's a major, major portion of all this is having the trust with the lenders. And then they're going to look at your personal credit. And so a couple of things they're looking for is it's actually much more than just a score. So a lot of people have one to two cards and they have an 800 score, but it's a very thin file. So you want as much payment history as possible. You want as many accounts open as possible. So um, when you guys get a, get cards, never close them. Because when you close an account, it just deletes the payment history off of your credit file. Mm -hmm. And so you want to open cards and keep them open and have as many payments, um, on-time payments as possible. But what about falling into that debt trap, right? What about falling into the, the having that line of credit, uh, going out and being like, Ooh, that's a nice little bag right there. Or that's a cool little, you know, sweater that I can grab real quick and pick things up. Uh, when you're talking about keeping the activity on the cards, having that payment history, it's super easy to fall into a trap, right? It's super easy to uh, compile that, that debt and then find yourself in a hole that you can't get out of. So, you know, help me walk through what your strategy is to keep those accounts active, to keep the payment history going so that I can get you know, increase those limits and increase that, that history without putting myself in a hole. Yeah. hundred percent. Great question. So an easy way to do that. If, for example, if you have six different credit cards, put a subscription on each of those credit cards. So like Netflix, maybe Dropbox, Amazon prime, things like that. And then turn on your auto pay. And so every month you're going to get six, um, on time payments because you have the six cards. So just, you know, don't, don't spend extra to, to keep them active, but just, you know, spend the money on the normal things you're going to be spending on and then just turn on auto pay. So you never forget a payment. I love that because uh, those payments, if you miss a payment, it's going to be a nice $35 hit. So you don't want to make sure you want to make sure you have that auto pay on. All right. So, uh, we've acquired a bunch of credit cards, right? We've started to acquire one every three months. We've gotten to the point where, you know, a year goes by, I got four cards. Another year goes by, I got eight cards. I've attached a subscription to each of them. I'm starting to get some credit history going. My credit score is doing well. How am I, how do I move to that business entity? And then how do I start to increase those limits? Yeah. Another great question. So to increase your limits, a lot of times you just have to ask, like, sometimes they're going to give it to you without asking, but other times you just have to ask. So if you've been spending on the card, you have a great relationship with them. You're paying your payments on time. You know, just give them a call and ask, say, Hey, I'm looking to do renovations in my house. 
and I need a higher limit. So a lot of the banks will actually do a credit line increase with only a soft pull. So the difference is a soft pull doesn't affect your credit whatsoever versus a hard pull uh, gives you a little ding. So a lot of the banks like Bank of America, Capital One, Discover, um, they'll all do credit line, credit line increases with only a soft pull. So just give them a call and a lot of times they'll give you an increase. And I wouldn't recommend to request anything over a 3x increase. So if you have a $10,000 card at Bank of America, I would call and just ask for, you know, for, for them to increase it up to 30K. And that's usually a pretty safe bet. Oh, and they'll do it too. All right. Well, what about what banks? Like you mentioned a couple banks right there, but what are your go-to banks that you want to go and and it's easier to apply for? They got great leniency maybe in in you know terms or and well, I'm, the next question I'm going to dive into after that is the you know the interest rates, introductory rates or promos. Yeah. So my favorite banks by far is Chase Bank and then Amex as well. Amex isn't quite a bank, but Amex has some of the best card products. So I would prioritize with Chase, do your banking at Chase, uh, the Chase personal cards. I'm also Amex in third place. I would say U.S. Bank, fourth place Bank of America. And when you when you think about building a relationship with a bank, I only recommend to build a relationship at a bank that has good business credit cards. And so maybe if you're like looking at different credit unions or any local banks in your area, um, if you're thinking about opening an account there, I would first look and see, you know, do they have good business cards? If they don't have good business cards, I wouldn't recommend opening an account there or a personal card because you're not building a relationship that's moving you towards the business cards. But like Chase, for example, U.S. Bank, they have awesome business cards. And why, why they're awesome is because they're zero percent for anywhere between 12 months and 18 months. So you get that zero percent interest for that introductory period. So on the Chase cards, you'll get 12 months of 0% interest money and on US Bank you get up to 18 months. And so what you want to do in business is use the money on those cards into things that are going to make you an ROI before you owe any interest. And then that's going to give you the flexibility to use your personal savings into long-term investments. So like the stock market, crypto, real estate, use your personal savings for the long-term investments and using the 0% business credit for your business, assuming it's going to make an ROI before that introductory period runs out. So you're talking about some crunching some numbers. You're, you're saying I actually have to do some math here, right? I got to take a look at my credit card and look at the interest rates that are going on. Obviously, anything return on investment wise that's better than 0% is a win. But then you got a lot of credit cards that end up, you know, after that introductory period, go up to 18, 24%, whatever some ridiculous number like that is. Uh, what are some strategies to help keep those interest rates low or to utilize those lines of credit at those lower interest rates? Because getting a return on investment at 24% percent is going to be tough. Yeah. So after that introductory period, I actually, I don't advise leaving a balance basically on a card that has 0% for 12 months. After that 12 months, any money spent, you'll just have to pay every single month. But at that point, uh, if I need a longer you know, 0% period, I'll just apply for a new business card. That's going to give me a new introductory period. So I get more 0% money time. Whew. And then roll the balance yeah. over. Exactly. So if, so if you can't pay the debt back within that introductory period, you can then get another, another uh, credit card and balance transfer the debt. But if you just need more 0% money for a different business venture after you pay the debt back, then you can do that as well. So um, yeah, that's key. It, I, I never advise, you know, pay, pay that, you know, super high 20%, 25% of credit card interest, but take advantage of the introductory period. Well, I have a question. Yeah, at, what, at what point do they cut you off? At what point do they just say, Nope. You have enough credit cards. You have enough credit. That's it. You're done. No more. 
you just have to do it strategically. So like I said, like on the, on the personal side, you only can go so fast, but because the business cards, they don't report to your personal credit. When you go to Amex and get approved for say 40 K, when you go to chase on the business side, they can't see what Amex just gave you because that card doesn't report to your personal credit and then say chase will give you 40 K that doesn't report to your personal credit. So then you go to bank of America, they're only looking at your personal credit. So they can't see all the money you're borrowing on the business side. Hmm. That makes sense. I mean, that that's kind of scary to me because I'll be honest, dude, <laughs> you named yourself the king of debt. That would freak me out, dude. Like to be branded as, as the king of debt doesn't, debt doesn't have a positive connotation to it. Uh, you know, we were raised over and over again about you owe nobody any, you know, you shouldn't owe anybody anything, maybe borrow money for a house or maybe for a car, but you pay that stuff off as fast as you can. What's life been like as you try to tell people to leverage the bank's money versus leveraging their own money? Yeah, I mean, I think it's all education. I think if people actually walk through the process on how it how it can be used as a tool, they see the potential. And obviously, like, you know, anything in business is a risk. But when you have the opportunity to use someone else's money that you can borrow for free instead of your own money, that's when it's a game changer. So de using debt is just a tool for success. And the thing about using 0% business credit, even if you can't pay it back in that introductory period, it gives you more options because you can then just get another business card balance transfer the debt and it gives you more zero percent time and then you know the worst case scenario is the debt goes to collections and then you can hire a credit repair specialist to actually remove the debt for you in a legal way obviously we we're trying to pay the money back that's of course the goal but when you look at the laws we have set up in the united states and we have the best credit system in the world by 10x um, there's just certain laws that protect consumers and there's different ways to get debt removed um, from your credit file if you need so let's talk about some of the capital investments that you can make when you have that cash. Um, you've been doing this for a while. You've been building up those lines of credits. You've been utilizing them as best you can. What kind of investments can you, there, well, I can't say in general because there's a ton, but what kind of investments have you been using to get that return investment that you're looking for? Something quick, uh, something within that 12 month period, or maybe within that quarter, I don't know when, it, whatever that time frame is for you to get that return of investment that you're looking for. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll list a couple. I got a couple in mind. Um, one on real estate fix and flip projects. I'm invested in, in a deal right now where I'll loan them X amount of money and they'll hold the money for six months and pay me 18% um, after that six month. And so I'll do that twice, uh, which will give me 36% um, over the year. And I'm paying the bank 0% interest. So I assume, you know, assuming I get that money back, I'm making 36% from loaning my, my credit into this fix and flip project. And then another thing I'm doing, I have an automated Amazon e-commerce store that just did about a half a million dollars in revenue last month. And a, a cost to get a store started like that um, when I started eight months ago was $25,000. So I'll use a, a $25,000 credit card to pay that cost. And then you know um, we scale the score, the store so fast, the net profit has already piled up so high that I've paid that credit card off. And so now the store is making me thousands of dollars a month, completely passive, just by leveraging credit. So let's let's hover on the on the real estate one because that one's that one's nice and fancy for me. And then we'll go into the Amazon because literally James just today sent me a, a clip. He's like, "Look at this automated Amazon." You know, uh, what is it? FBA? What is it called? The uh, um, it's off yeah, the top of my head. FBA fulfillment by Amazon. Fulfillment. That's the word I can. Fulfillment by Amazon. So, uh, but let's let's start with the uh, with the real estate stuff. So what you're describing here is when you said you're getting into real estate on the fix and flip, you're not talking about 
finding the property. You're not talking about hiring the contractors. You're not talking about going in and doing the work. You're not talking about listing the property. You're not talking about making a profit on the sale. You are talking about being the hard money. 100%. The, the fund I'm involved in, they do 100% of everything. They just need more cash. They have tons of house, ten, tons, tons of projects they're working on. They just need the cash to finance it. So, um, you know, if someone like myself has a credit card with X amount of you know limit, you know, I give them that money from that card and then they'll say they're going to pay me 18% after that six months, do that twice in a year. That's 36% on money that you're borrowing for free. Dude, I always learned, uh, if you're going to be the, the best thing to be is the bank. And what you're doing is utilizing the bank's funds, the lines of credit to fund these additional projects. I like that because the risk, uh, it, let's say that the real estate transaction the guy doesn't finish or whatever. You can always then foreclose on the property and make sure that you get your money back on the sale of that particular asset. That stuff is written into your contract. Um, but not so much on creating an online store. D had you had any experience on that online side prior to investing in it? Or was it like a new thing that you did? So in terms of this specific business model, which is drop shipping, I was new to drop shipping. I've had different ventures in the past where I was selling products online, you know, e-commerce, but um, with the whole automated e-commerce opportunity, it was brand new. And I started my Amazon store eight months ago. Um, the thing with Amazon, you can, it, it takes a bit to scale. And fortunately I started eight months ago and now it's doing a half million dollars in revenue a month. But you know, the, the, the margins on Amazon are fairly small. So it's only about like 7%. Um, so it's still making money, but when you look at the half a million, you're going to 7%, it's like, oh, that's kind of, you know, small margins in the grand scheme of things. Um, another thing that I just started, I'm actually doing this for other clients as well, is I'm building and managing Walmart automated e-commerce stores. Um, and the thing with Walmart is there is only 50,000 sellers on Walmart versus 8 million on Amazon. So the margins are anywhere between 20 and 35%. So you can scale faster and make more money with less credit. Oh, talk to me a little bit about that. I'm, I'm curious. Like I said, James sent me that link and I was like, okay, this is, this looks very interesting, but I had no idea where to start. So let's assume, you know, you, you convinced our listenership. They're like, dude, I'm doing that. Actually, I've been doing that for a while. I have this line of credit. I'm scared to use it. This sounds like good, something that I want to get started in. What, what's the process like? What's the investment at the beginning? What's the capital like? What's the workload like? I mean, you're obviously chilling in Cabo San Lucas, so it can't be that, that difficult. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, in this business venture, we're trying to make it as passive as possible for our clients. And so it's 25K to start and there's a profit split. So we do all the work. I have a team of people that find the most profitable products, add the products to the store, does 100% of fulfillment, all customer service, all returns. The only thing a client would need to do is have the credit and then pay off the credit cards every two weeks once Walmart pays them out and then we'll invoice them for, for our profit split. And that's the only thing they need to do. And so I coach people on how to get approved for these top credit cards with massive limits. And then, you know, they're teed up to start a Walmart store. And then they're just making thousands of dollars of passive income every single month just from having the credit. And let's, let's talk about those trends here. Like, okay, prior to COVID, uh, things were already booming as far as delivering Amazon packages or delivering Walmart packages, right? But ever since COVID, that had to go crazy. I mean, you started eight months ago, almost at like the prime time to get started. If I was to start today, am I like too late to the party or what? Great question. So I think on Amazon, 
I would advise people do not start stores on Amazon right now. I think it is farly oversaturated with 8 million third-party sellers right now. But when I look at an opportunity like Walmart with less than 50,000 third-party sellers, it is you know blue ocean. It is brand new. And they're trying so hard to compete against Amazon. And they're trying to support the sellers as much as possible. So um, when I look at e-commerce, uh, the automated business model, um, I'm shifting everything towards Walmart right now. So much more potential. When when was it that you figured out where it kind of hit you one day? You're like, oh shit, I've I've made it to a certain level. Like when you look at your peers, uh, everything from where you started from. What walk me through? You know, figuring out like, holy shit, this works. I like this, and wow, this is a different type of life that I'm living. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm having that that thought this month right now. I think a couple of big things for me was learning how to sell information and sell coaching, you know, getting really good at a specific skill like teaching credit, putting that into a coaching program and selling that, which is, you know, relatively semi-passive because I just do the coaching and then, you know, the course kind of sells itself, but understanding how to sell knowledge like that and, you know, also leveraging credit into an automated e-commerce business where I'm not doing much at all. I just have the credit. So credit has been a game changer in all the business I've been involved with. Um, I've done you know multiple six-figure businesses. The e-commerce is my first seven-figure business, and now my coaching program is is on track to be a seven-figure business as well. And it's all based around credit because the more you can borrow, the more you can make because you have more money working for you. So that's been the big thing for me. And once you invest into specific things that give you completely passive income, it just gives you next-level freedom. And so I can be in Cabo, I can be in Bali, I can be wherever at in the world and still making money. I'm, I make money while I'm sleeping just because I have the credit and I can invest it correctly into different investments. Man, all right. Uh, if if we're just getting started, right? And, and you sparked my mind. I'm like, dude, this is awesome. I, I want to learn more about this. Who are some of the, the podcasts, the mentors, the books that you've listened to that can kind of get somebody's mindset ready to go to take on that kind of challenge? Yeah, my favorite podcast is NPR, How I Built This. I've probably listened to at least 80% of those podcasts. It just it interviews different, very successful entrepreneurs, kind of talks about you know the struggles that they had to go through to create such an amazing company. And they have, they have big entrepreneurs on there. So NPR, How I Built This. Um, also, Ed Milet, um, Max Out, amazing podcast. He, he features incredible entrepreneurs as well. Um, Tom Bilyeu, Impact Theory. Same scenario, you know, just um, uh, interviewing extremely successful entrepreneurs. And one one entrepreneur I really admire is Jesse uh, Jesse Itzler, who is married to Sarah Blakely, who started Spanx. Um, he started Zico, the coconut water uh, private jet company, and um, another one I can't forget. Right, or I'm forgetting right now, but um, I'm big on podcasts, big on books, and big on coaching programs. You know, I'm I'm in a variety of different coaching programs right now, and I'm such an advocate of paying for knowledge because if you know someone that is done exactly what you're trying to do, it makes all the sense in the world to pay them to teach you because you're going to get there so much faster and probably with less mistakes and it's going to save you a lot of money as well. If you're good at something, never do it for free. Yeah, I knew you were going to, eventually I was, you were going to play that one. I saw, I threw it in there. Uh, all right, dude, Jack, um, you're, you're, you're going through coaching. You are starting business. You're, you're building your credit. 
Like what, how are you managing your hours in the day? There's only 24 hours. And, and I talk to so many people that, you know, I don't have time. I don't have time. I don't have time. And yet you find time to, to be a part of different coaching programs, to listen to different podcasts, to read different books. Like what's your, what, what is your schedule like? And what are you prioritizing in your schedule? I normally prioritize the things that one, I get the most enjoyment from and two, the, the things that are focused on sales. And then if there's anything that isn't focused on those two things, I try to hire people to do those tasks. So whether it be like a virtual assistant in the Philippines that I can train to do some of the messaging for me, um, you know, I'll, I'll hire someone you know, in the States that can do other tasks, but you, you have to, at first you have to do everything yourself, learn the process, and then put it into an SOP, standard operating procedure, so you can train someone else on how to do that. But first you have to do it, then you train someone else so you can focus on growing the business, not working in the business. Mm, how he ain't lying. He ain't lying. That's right. All right. Look, uh, everything that you've talked about, very, very interesting stuff. And I know there's people out there that want to get a hold of you. Uh, let our listeners know, how can they get a hold of you? How can they find out more information so that they can get started doing something very similar? Yeah, anyone can find me on Instagram. It's just handle king of debt. I have actually a mini course that's brand new that I'm giving away for free right now that just talks about the fundamentals of building credit, how to get into business credit. It's 10 videos, it's really cool. So if you wanna get access to the free course, DM me close friends and we'll get you that access. And then for anyone interested to learn about how to you know, get started with like a Walmart fully automated e-commerce store, go to my Instagram and DM me income and I'll show you our landing page that kind of talks about what the business model is and what would the, kind of the next steps look like. Sweet. All right, dude. Uh, you've been on a couple different podcasts. You listen to a ton of them. How does this show compare to some of the shows that you've seen or been on? Yo, I, I love it. I mean, it's high energy, you know, it's going back and forth and it's the two of you guys, which is amazing. So uh, I enjoy this a lot and I, I would definitely recommend this to a lot of people. Sweet brother. All right, yeah, that's man. That's cool, baby. I mean, you know how it is. <laughs> that's All cool, right, baby. That's cool, baby. Last question. 2021 is right around the corner, literally like in two days. Uh, how did 2020 treat you? What are you looking forward to in 2021? You know, 2020 was obviously a curveball for most people, but I think the people that saw success were the people that were able to pivot. You know, I had to pivot. I had to learn new things. I had a um, short-term short rental company in Bali, Indonesia that completely flopped because obviously people couldn't travel, lost tens of thousands of dollars. It sucked, but I was able to teach myself new things and pivot to new things and you know go hard so when you have you know tough times you just have to push through and maybe you know pivot and you know do something else but um 2020 i think number one thing i could recommend to people is build your credit um build the relationships with key lenders and you know get access to that low interest capital and start investing into things you believe in boom all right man well hey dude thanks for taking the time i mean this is this is new year's eve week bro and you're here on the business bros podcast so and, and taking time out of the party scene man because dude i'm sure you're having a blast out there uh and and again thank you for being on the show and sharing all that valuable information really appreciate it awesome thank you guys all right ladies and gents that is it for today do you have a guest for the rest of the week, I lied last time. I thought my schedule was clear, but I, apparently not. So tune in tomorrow. We'll see you guys on another day, last day of the year. That's all we got for you today. Peace. Bye-bye. We're out. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income? 
Hernan, the business bro, can help you generate referrals through the power of podcasting. And James, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, can help you effectively add insurance to your existing business. If you are ready to create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow, email businessbros at csfirst.com to schedule a free consultation or join the Business Bros Network, www.businessbros.biz.